everybody welcome back to the stickers and scuffs podcast cam k here with great and bun we've got our special guest riley siebert of the rs1 series brand new series by avion motorsports uh well it's not that brand new it has been around but uh real big push this year they're on rev tv canada amongst other places where you can find them uh they just recently started their festival of speed at area 27 it was a very very exciting event brought out some familiar names from out east like Andrew Ranger and J.R. Fitzpatrick, Jason White, of course, uh, he was racing at home for once. Uh, Riley, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, really excited to be here. That's great, man. That's what we like to hear. Let's start right into uh, what is the RS1 series? Uh, how did it come about? So the Avion RS1 series was a, a vision of my dad, Trevor, and um, it really kind of culminated from discussions around when we built area 27, the racetrack, the private racetrack down in, in Oliver, British Columbia. Um, we had a ton of, you know, we, when we were raising money for it, we had this thought that it would just be all race car drivers. And it, at the end, it turned out that there was like very few race car drivers that show up and for the membership drives and stuff like that. It actually just was auto enthusiasts. Um, and so from that, a, a few things stemmed from that was how do we get auto enthusiasts into racing and how do we even the playing field for current racers that are, are feeling the financial struggle, uh, and from battling weekend in weekend out, uh, with big, you know, big budget teams on shoestrings, that sort of thing. So we were really trying to, you know, even the keel and, on that and, and plus have a, a good entry for people that just want to get into the sport. So we created the RS one series. Well, first we just created the car. Um, we started with one car in 2016 and the design around the car was a conceptually was to say, you know what upfront capital is, you know, it's still a, an expensive car. Let's call it. Back then, you know, this is six years ago, we were selling them for, for I think, a, even 100 grand. Um, and I think right now they're going for about 110, I, I think, uh, Canadian. And, and but after that, you know, for longevity and maintenance, you know, we're running 604 crate motor. We're running a good dog box uh, transmission with the G-Force. Uh, four nine-inch in the back with a diff pump cooler and stuff like that. All proper rack and pinion, coilover shocks and and. and and a great performance fiberglass uh, flange fit body that you see in the Pinty series. Um, so for guys uh, and ladies that were used to going to the racetrack with sports cars that were putting on, you know, a, we had guys out there with Porsche GT threes that were burning through 12 grand in tires in a weekend. And it's just like, I don't know how the heck you can afford that. And they realized shortly after they couldn't afford it either. So 
we created a real good budget car. Um, and then once the cars started selling and people started to show interest and we got to, you know, 13 cars and all of a sudden 22 cars, it's like, Hey, we're going to make a series out of this thing. And we're going to make two series out. We're going to have the challenge series for the novice, for the entry people. And then we're going to have the cup for the people that are, you know, let's, let's call ourselves professionals. Um, and by all means, I mean, we had guys mixed in there that, that do get paid as race car drivers. Right. Um, I myself got a full sponsorship with uh, super seal construction products. They've come on as a full board and, and we're making a go at, it. as you said, we're on rev TV, this, that the cars never leave the impound of the team either. So, uh, there's no going home and sneakily changing something. They're all impounded all the time, 24 seven. You want to bring it to the racetrack, call us up. We'll get the transporter out. We'll bring it to the racetrack and we'll do the pit side support, but really not allowed to pull any wrenches on your own car on that one. Riley, that one answer just peeled open a whole bunch of questions that I have <laughs> now. Um, the track, the, uh, it's the business model. It's all very interesting. Um, I mean, BC's beautiful country, uh, area 27 looks just amazing. Um, country, is it great country? What's that? <laughs> BC is a country now. It's no beautiful country. I mean, geography, <laughs> it's part of Canada. I'm aware, but, um, but, uh, your family is also, uh, into excavation contracting. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's, uh, that's my day, my day job. So, I mean, as road building and stuff like that, I can relate to this stuff and it's very fascinating seeing, uh, the projects that you have going on out there and, uh, I guess let's start at that. Let's talk about uh, Area 27 and uh, and what it's been like taking that on. You know, it's um, back, let's call it 10 years ago, I was coming out of late models, going into the Pinty series. We were spending a lot of our, you know, spending all our own money to do stuff. We had some support from some suppliers of ours at the time and uh, really kind of running on a shoestring. Mm -hmm. Um and a big part of it wasn't, you know, we spent a lot of money and you know, it was fine. We, you know, that's why you make your money is to spend it. And why you work hard is to go have fun. Uh, uh, you can't take it with you when you go. So we just, we do what we do to have, you know, love life. And, but the struggle was we didn't have facilities out here to go testing, to knock the rust out, to shake down a car, to do, you know, set up. Um, and we were battling with top teams like J.R. Fitzpatrick, Scott Steckley, DJ Kennington, Andrew Ranger, uh, Tagliani, all these guys that were constantly in the cars around the shop, uh, access to, you know, places like Mossport or even just some of the ovals there, um, like Sunset and stuff like that. So for us, Vernon shut down the speedway out here that the NASCAR yeah. series used to run at. Yeah. Um, and all there really was left was our, our real small town circle track, short track programs. Um, and we had no road courses whatsoever. So, and, and that also adds to how much interest and fan base and marketing and company interest for, for support ties in because there's, they have a hard time seeing the market. Um, mm -hmm. so it was a natural fit, um, for for dad to get called to the party on area 27 yeah. uh bill Drossis, the president called him up said hey i, I really want to build a racetrack i kind of have this crazy dream there's some land down here 
we have a chief that wants, you know, it's on Oasis Indian band land. We got a chief that's rocking and rolling, wants to do stuff. Um, and then, you know, and, and Jacques was in on it. And then as well as a guy named, by the name of David, the four of them really kind of sat down and, and started this thing. And, mm-hmm. and, and of course, dad's like, Oh yeah, let's, let's fire up the rock trucks and excavators. And like, I can turn dirt tomorrow. Right. So, <laughs> and, so from that business model, we, they created, uh, something that kind of replicates what they do at golf courses. You know, you pay a yeah. membership fee and that's how they fund it. The, the old school put up grandstands and try and sell tickets and make money and support it that way. It's, it's a really tough business and you got to find somebody to write a big multi-million dollar check to yeah. get over that you know, initial capital hump. Whereas this was more of a crowdfunding situation. Yeah. And then it created a, a, a group of 300 plus members plus families and friends and, and like the, the car scene out here just exploded. Nice. You know, um, all of a sudden the dealers were in on it. They were buying corporate memberships because they could see the, you know, some, some uh, longevity out of this thing. And yeah. it just took off and it's played a multiplier in my career that I don't even know because it's gotten me next to people that I didn't know. It got me track time. You know, I've in a seat now every, every couple of weeks, it, you know, so really changed our lives. And my dad always told me when I, you know, especially through high school, I worked part-time, I worked summers in an, in an excavator and a, and a grader and a dozer and, and running sites. And then I graduated and I, and I was a superintendent and he always said, don't worry, we're going to, we're, you know, we're going to get a shot. We're going to get a shot. We're going to get a shot. And, it was, you know, my, my youth was, when's this shot coming? Right. And finally, <laughs> yeah. like here, here it was, right. Like, yeah, he didn't know that phone call was coming, but he always had that belief and that just, it just came. Right. So, and it's, it's done wonders for us. It, it, you know, like you say, you can't, you can't write a better story than that. And now we've taken on the ownership of Penticton Speedway. So we have an oval yeah. and a road course now in the ownership and like, People are so excited to be a part of the group. We've got a great culture at Avion Motorsports. Sponsors are knocking down our door to be a part of it. So it's it's new and exciting, which is good. Now we just got to roll into the long game and execute on just providing um, a show now for the fans that they just can't get enough of. And that's what we're about now. That's the culture. Man, that got my heart beating just talking about that. That was awesome. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I I'm curious, Riley. Uh, you know, we we're of of the age that we can remember the cast car, uh, East and Western yeah. Division. Obviously, the Western Division was not part and not included when uh, NASCAR came and bought cast car in 2007. In a way, do you feel that the RS1 series is like uh, a? It's is it, it? Are you guys planning to be a, a sort of a comp competitor? or a Western swing of things, or um, just another series that's in Canada? Uh, what is the, the, the long-term goal of the series? Uh, the long-term goal of the RS1 series is really to be, a, it, it, we're not sitting here going, we're going to be the next NASCAR. That's not our, that's not our thing. Um, that's kind of a different business model, different philosophy. For us, it's, um, you know, we do, we have a big trackside tent. We have like gorgeous catered lunches for the drivers and families and the kids, you know, and, and some air conditioning and waters and Gatorades and coolers. And at the end of the day, some wine and, and, and beer and stuff like that for everybody. So that 
it's not such a program to go to the racetrack with your family who doesn't necessarily have the same interest level that you do into the racing. So, you know, the, the wives, the girlfriends, the kids, they, they enjoy it a lot more. It's a lot shorter day for them. They don't have to, you know, slog it out at a racetrack, you know, and gates open at six and everybody's there and all there's unrolling and you don't get out of there until midnight. Right. Everybody's done that at the short tracks and, 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 and NASCAR and stuff like that. So for us, it's really kind of to be a, a different sort of philosophy and, mm-hmm. and dad's kind of got this picture in his head that as soon as the COVID stuff clears up, um, we're going to be a West coast international series. We want to do the West side of Canada and the West side of the U S um, nice. because, and, and I think, and we've been talking about this for, you know, a couple of years where summertime will be up North wintertime will be down South. And, you know, it'd be kind of cool to go down during the winter to, you know, Infineon, Sonoma, uh, maybe doing Irwindale or Ovals, you know, so, some fun stuff. And, and for us, it, that's really what it's all about. Uh, it's just um, because it's, uh, again, the, we have a, a, a membership group to it. You know, the fans are going to be an, an added bonus to it. But mm-hmm. other than that, we're just traveling and having fun you know, and everybody kind of pays, pays into it. It's an excellent business model. It's forward yeah. thinking and it's turning traditional motorsports sort of on its head. Uh, some similarities I sort of see to, to SRX in terms of like the, the model, like, I'm not saying like you guys were there first. I mean, <laughs> but the, how the, the, in terms of um, how you can come and play, or pay to play sort of thing and get in a car and not have the, the overhead of a traditional race team and, and the way that uh, you guys are marketing yourselves and looking to uh, by the sound of it, uh, very smartly expand uh, when you can and grow by your means. But uh, it's, it's such forward thinking and uh, in a time where you just don't hear a lot of motorsports. uh really doing all that well so it's definitely a testament and a compliment to what you guys got going on out there it's uh it's going well it, you know the we've heard the srx um uh comparison a lot we've heard the pinch i saw it on your face yeah <laughs> the uh the that might make your skin crawl i'm sorry if i <laughs> not really it's not really but it, it's a good topic though because we need to talk about it we need to get it out to the fans that are wondering you know how do we compare to those guys yes um you know tony's got a great program down there uh him and i think Evernham, right so mm-hmm. i've been watching it it's a good little program they same thing they've got a lockdown on a group of cars so that it's not an un, you know they're saying, okay, we're going to have the stars come and race. So, and sorry if, if one of those guys is listening to this, but I call it dancing with the stars for the race cars. Um, (laughs) And I'm sorry if that offends anybody. I love that. No, yeah, no, no. That's, I like that. That's good. This is why we ask stuff. (laughs) So, you know, they got Cash and Evis and Deegan and uh, they got the two Elliots in the last race. And so that, and that is like very cool on its own merits. Like that is, yeah. they had a great thought there. It, it's, it's going to work really well for them. I think um, I, like I watched, I looked at the pictures in Nashville, it looked like they were sold right out. So mm-hmm. um, the proofs into the, in, in the attendance right there. Uh, 
so it's going to be sort of the same thing where there's control on these cars and it's not like, well, Chase won the day because they figured out something with splitter and well, that's why he won or something like that. You know, no, no, it's all the same stuff. He actually yeah. truly beat his old man, the sort of thing. They had a good race and, and now, you know, ego, ego goes his way at this time and pride goes this way this time. <laughs> um, and, and that is comparable to what we do where it's like, yeah, no, we're going to have this locked in close thing where um, I think the, we're allowed to adjust uh, panhard bar, tire pressures, and wing angle, and that's it. Okay. <laughs> so it, we, yeah. It's a, and then the rest is all straight out of the shop how it is. So the, I mean, the panhard bars. Any, if anybody knows, uh, will make the car turn more or less. The wing just gives the rear a little more grip. Yep. Um, and then the uh, the tire pressures is just again just kind of sidewall bite grip and and you as a driver. There's no, there's no driving aids. There's no ABS. There's no traction control. There's no, there's not even any timing scoring or data on the car itself. It's just a stopwatch, right? It's a timing loop. Nice. And you know, we've had real good drivers come out from sports car and they're, and they, and they, they do well because they're good drivers, but at the same time, the data is not there for them to look at, you know, brake pressures and throttle positions and this and that. So <laughs> it's a, it's a learning curve for them to get back into a real raw car and, and do that. But um, cool. yeah, it's, it, I don't know. I can't, I can't say enough about it because uh, it gets me excited because it, it's a real fun deal. Well, you have Penticton Speedway um, completely uh, restoring, rest, restoring the track. I love that. Um, I've been watching the progress of your social media team. Uh, I believe it might be Todd uh, all over uh putting out updates al always updating us on the yeah i love those cars. videos um it's what racing and, and i i kind of feel what we don't get to see a lot of the times from the the pinty side of things is there's a lot of behind the scenes get to see yeah. the cars you get to see the driver announcements coming forth you're seeing the track developments are there any further um tracks you guys in canada are looking at um i know you mentioned the u.s Obviously, you mentioned Saskatchewan. Uh, are you going any further? Are you going to Edmonton? Is that in the, a, a thought? Um, is there potential for a street event at some sort? I'm only th saying that as a fan of the former Molson Indian Vancouver. Um, but is there is there room um, that because you, you've already built, like you said, Area 27, you've already worked on Penticton. So is there somewhere else that you're thinking about? And along with that, Riley, I know it's a big, big question here, but what is the racing scene like in BC? Cause Grant and I, we're, we're not out there. We're out East. Right. So I'm curious what, you know, um, what the volume is of fans, attendance, sponsors, et cetera. Yeah. So the, to answer the, the track question, the tracks of interest of ours, um, our target is to go to tracks that our car owners, cause they all own their own car. Mm -hmm. um okay want to want to run so it's also ah. tied to maybe a city or location that's cool as well okay um so when i had mentioned kind of sonoma and this and that in the winter is because you know there'd be some cool destinations for people to go you know wine country and this and that for people to go do around mm -hmm. the event that we would have um we talked about saskatoon because we just wanted to get we, we wanted to mix in another, another oval right. and the wine group's always been a great group that's um supported the racing so we wanted to support them um nice. you know the the edmonton oval i think and the, the edmonton road course and so not on our radar at the moment the other thing that we're trying not to do is to overbook 
Um, yeah, we're not a we're not going to go and run thirteen uh, weekends a year. Mm -hmm. uh, we want to run maybe four summer, four winter shows um, cool. over the expanse of twelve months. Mm -hmm. Again, it's it's getting away from the traditional motorsports of I got to go put twenty races in to yeah. even just win a championship, right? We're not going to do that. We're going to do uh, a real select few races so people can still go out on the lake when they want or go ATV mm -hmm. in and live a different, you know, live that other part of life or have some home time, some family time, because we've all done that same thing that, that, that slog, right. And that thrash where you're, you're like, like you say, we're working construction during the day and then you're in the shop at night getting cars ready. Mm -hmm. And, um, we, you know, when I started, when we started area 27, I, at that point in my career, I was so tired of racing. Um, it was actually really uh, like depressing. Like I was mid 20 years old and, and I'm tired of racing already because I put so much time, so much money, so much yeah. effort yeah. into to these touring series. And I had a lot of fun, but I had a lot of just like frustration with the way things were. And yeah, and it can beat you down. Eh? Yeah, I just it, it and it kind of defeated me at that point. And then um you know i and then at that point this you know the new track and then oh, it sparked something and then you know i stepped out of a late model for five six years and and then got right back in it in 2018 and and led most of the the, the race in penticton there until my camber shims fell out of the right front and i came home <laughs> second even without camber shims but um <laughs> so the sometimes you need to step back and i my dad actually says uh you know, points out Patrick Carponi. I don't know if you guys know much on his history, oh, but he's actually, yeah. he stepped out of IndyCar for a while or early in his career, like in his, I don't know, late twenties, early thirties or something like that for a while and then stepped back into it and, and did better than he mm -hmm. was previously because he went out and just did some, some normal life stuff again. And um, so, yeah, I just, that's, why we don't overbook we want to make sure the interest level stays high and 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 would rather be on the other end where they're asking for more than the other end you know the end where they're like oh, well, like enough let's yeah you're saturating yeah. it and it's yeah. really hard on the on the team because there's a little bit different like you said that they they might own their car but if i'm understanding correctly the cars are still kept with avion motorsports they don't go back to their own their own team so if they if they were in an accident it's much easier to repair for four race weekends than you have like 12 weekends and you've got yeah. a car on the first week. And then all of a sudden you got to thrash and get it done by the next weekend. You know, it's, I mean, I can't imagine that that's extremely easy to do while you said working all day long. And a lot of our clientele is, is, you know, let's just call it what it is, working class people. Like, you know, they, they're, <laughs> they they're not sitting back on on any kind of large funds and doing it um on that and just have a load of time they're still working people and and so they have done well in their businesses and they want to do this because they have a bit of bit of scratch and but they but doesn't necessarily mean they have a time to like yeah. you say thrash on cars and stuff like that so it works really well for them yeah it looks like uh where it's a good a good business and a good mix of uh, everybody just getting out and having fun. And, and like you said, there's uh, it sounds like there's a ton of different things to do at the events that uh, keeps everybody's attention through the day. Uh, I'd love to get out West sometime when uh, we're traveling freely and, and check out some of these shows. Cause it sounds really awesome, Riley. 
Yeah, and it, it's 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 a great little program, and I, and I guess this I didn't answer your second part of your the question about the uh, the local racing scene out here. Um, we have the same problems. I feel everybody has where there's let's say a half dozen or a little more tracks around, mm-hmm. and everybody wants to run a different tire, and everybody wants to run a different roll package, and every yeah. every straight stock's a little different, every Hornet's a little different. What we call right. minis, the Hornet. Um, <laughs> And the late models are no different. So I, with only Penticton Speedway, we're going to focus on that little circle there. And then mm-hmm. our hope is that because we're now a part of the Speedway group, like, hey, we've got a circle, you've got a circle, let's let's get everybody together now. And let's use the influence of Avion's program where we've yeah. seen success, it's proven, and say, let's go to a strictly 604 late model class in BC guys. Like let's get, let's get over this. Um, yeah. let's go to a 602 street stock program. Um, like let's, let, and let's get on board with, with this We're, I mean, we've got ideas about, um, trying to get the street stock division to a, a, a fabricated chassis. Um, and we, our ideas are always met with such radical comments sometimes. <laughs> and, <laughs> You see the comments online and yep. it's always easy to focus on the negative because yep. the negative sticks out so well. Yeah. But it's, I went through street stocks. I went through late models. My old man did it. We, we know everything there is about every struggle there is in those programs. And, and, you know, and, and we also got the other side where, yeah, we, we did okay in business and had a little bit of money and everybody, I, I don't know what to say because I, I didn't, but you want me to get in your car and we can switch. Like I, I you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm open to it. Um, but the, I went down to like, let's switch back to like 2010. I went down and I did the NASCAR wheel and home tracks tour and it was in Vernon, BC. Mm-hmm. And at uh, that time the wheel and t- uh, home tracks thing was, was a big deal. Because yep. if you won, you know, your local thing, you get down North Carolina, you get a suit, you get a yeah. trophy, you get some notoriety, you're in the magazines. So it was a big deal, especially in BC, because it was, you know, back, we're a long way from North Carolina here. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that was like NASCAR. Wow, that's a big deal. Um, so I went down there and I showed up with my jalopy I had out of Williams Lake that I did fine with, uh, some old worn out uh, motor. And I went down there on a half mile and, and I couldn't crack the top 10 to save my life. Like I would, I would every now and then, but you know, guys pull me three, four car lengths on a, on a straightaway. And you know, you just can't make that up and, and you can't under braking, but then you just use your stuff up. Right. So I struggled and struggled. And then finally we're just like, well, I guess we're going to bite the bullet and, and buy a motor. And then you, you know, you go and, you spend 25 grand on a motor to, to go and compete, you know, on a built motor. And it's like in a street stock division. And I know there, I, I know of guys that have street stocks right now that are upwards of 70, $80,000 cars. And Thank it's just God. like, that is, that, is, that is so wrong guys. Like yes. the whole, and, you're and so upside because, down. Oh, uh, and, and they just, totally tarnished the bottom end of the class because because they have that little bit of money to do that and you know we were so that's why we're looking at this why don't we take a, a design just like the rs1 we'll have a two frame chassis we'll have a camaro front clip we'll do yeah. you know 
floater, uh, not a floater rear end, but a four nine inch. So we can change gears better. You know, we'll, we'll come up with a street stock division, um, mm -hmm. and we'll put a street stock body on it and it'll be and uh, with a 602 and we'll, we'll come up with something that maybe somebody can get into turnkey for, I don't know, less for a brand new car, less than 50 grand. Right. Mm -hmm. We got to be under that. And, and that would be the top end mark, right? Like maybe we can get it more economical than that. Um, and it'll be tough to start with, but you know, down the road cars, guys who want new stuff will sell the car down the road yeah. and go get a new one. And 602s that are, you know, guys, same thing. Guys want to run a 602 for a full year and then they want to sell it. You can go down to your local, local Chevy and I don't know what they're selling them for now, but they got to be right around that five grand mark. Yeah. You know, pop them in, you run them for a season, sell them for 2,500 bucks at the end of the season for the guy that doesn't want the new one. They run just the same on the, uh, at the end of the season and yep. go get yourself a new one. Now you're into the next one for 2,500 bucks. And so is the guy that you sold it to. Right. Not and half bad. that's our vision for, for out here. Now, whether we can convince people of that, that's another, that's another thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, we've just seen that I think in this, this year with our super stocks in Ontario with APC um, coming together mm -hmm. um, and quick, quick, to basically form one series that at least if you're going to run weeklies, it'll go, your points will go towards it. If I'm not mistaken, but we had 39 cars show up for Delaware. Like that's yep. unheard of, but on the, uh, if we're fans, and this is, I think the biggest thing that I think you were just saying about people online, a lot of times people's gripes about Pinty series, all there's only 13, 15 cars. All, if you go yeah, to weekly yeah. racing, all there's only 10, seven, there's seven or eight cars on the track. Yeah. It, it's a deterrent for people yet no one's offered a solution so this i mean it's refreshing to hear that you guys yeah. actually have a solution or you have a plan in place you know i think that that it is going to have to be the way motor racing is i mean right i'm sure you can understand you can probably agree is that it's not what it was 15 20 years okay. ago there there's not that money there it's been a i mean since the cigarettes the beer money kind of went away there wasn't <laughs> yeah, that that's sort it. of back back up to to the sponsorship because I, I i mean back when dad was racing in the 90s there was so much tobacco money that it was well it was he was a, a player's guy wasn't he out. yeah at one point he was a player's guy you know he, yeah. he tested with them and raced one time with them and and um the other you know so that's gone and the other thing that's gone is is um people's attention span is shorter because yeah. of the way entertainment yeah. is nowadays yeah um you know, you see the NFL, the NHL, the NBA, the NASCAR breaking it up to stage races. Everybody's trying to figure out how to entertain people differently now. Mm -hmm. And if we skip back 60, 70 years ago, where auto racing was in its infancy and climbing and, and exploding it, um, it was because people were fascinated with the cars and the growth of the auto industry and what was coming next. And, and that's yeah. disappeared. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, and, and even at the highest level of formula one, I, the com most common person, and I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but everybody knows that I'm a, you know, a race car driver that in my circles and knows that I'm involved in racing and people who aren't involved in racing anytime in the last two years, I've, you know, have a conversation with people that don't talk about racing. The only thing they want to talk about 
is the Netflix on uh, the F1 drive yeah. survive on Netflix <laughs> because they created something that is a complete departure on how to entertain people because it's a behind the scenes. It shows the politics. It shows, you know, and, and yeah. it's like, Hey, they're like perfect example. Right. <laughs> uh, now people are like, Oh, maybe I should watch a race. Maybe I should go to a race. You know, people yeah. are talking about, cause they get to see these, these, these drivers and what they struggle with and how it goes. And they, They've got personal stories to them now, and and yeah. it, it has to be that way because for so long, uh, and that's why NASCAR was so used to be so great was because it was like, yeah, I, buddy there from the stands could have his cozy a Budweiser and somehow spill it on Dale Earnhardt's car by accident. And that's how close they could get to the action yeah. right, to the drivers, and then it became this velvet rope thing, and yes. with IndyCar <clears throat> F1 and yes. all these upper series, it's like no, no. Velvet rope, stay back, you know, this, that can't rub elbows. We're, you know, yeah. we're too important. And, and then you saw the decline and it was just like, well, I, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't that hard to see that guys. Like you, yeah. you must've been able to see the association <laughs> there. Right. So we have this conversation. It seems like every, every week, uh, Graydon and I are talking about, it. and that's, it's funny you bring that up because it's true. And you go for like, totally the, relevant, the, the Toronto Indy, for example, the paddock pass alone is $60. <laughs> Like yeah. just, just to see IndyCar, not everything else, just yeah. IndyCar, $60. And like that to me is outrageous when like, again, we take a look at like Cascar and the, the Pinty's model where you could go out on the track, get an interview or get an, well, yeah, you can get an interview, <laughs> uh, yeah. an autograph, you can get a picture. Like you come home, what you used to come home with a bag of stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. My first cat by my first NASCAR race. And it was like, you don't even get to meet the, the drivers. They're just kind of, they're all in their own space and you aren't even allowed there. Um, yeah. With, with the uh, continuance of the RS1 series, obviously we're extremely excited about this. We, we love racing. I love the cars. I think they're beautiful. I especially love that 66, um, the TD bank car. I think it looks so cool. Um, nice. And of course, I guess the general Lee as well. That I, I, I gotta say the, general <laughs> yeah. Lee. Um, the cars are beautiful. They sound yeah. great. The track itself I love the Area 27 track. Um, just in the challenge race that I was able to catch, uh, seeing drivers in the lead just spin off because they, the, you know, they weren't able to control their yeah. brake or whatever. I love that. Yeah. I think that that shows it's not easy. It and looks like it looks like a technical golf course of racetracks. It, yeah, it's beautiful it and it, it looks very beautiful. challenging and technical. You know, it, J.R. Fitzpatrick came out and Andrew Andrew came out and they're both extremely happy with the racetrack. And that speaks volumes because they've done a lot of racing over their years. And, and, Big time. and, and, <clears throat> and dad spent like he always does countless hours with the draftsmen in you know, on the computer uh, designing this thing. And and of course, you know, it was it was a co-design with Jacques and Jacques names all over it. And of mm -hmm. course, and but, uh, you know, dad got down in the, in the nitty gritty and actually yeah. truly got into all the mathematics of it. Yeah. Um, and it, we would get out there and then we would take it and we'd lay it out. And then uh, there was lots of nights where him and I sat there and we redesigned things in the field and we would, you know, he'd be on a dozer, I'd be on the survey gear and something would be too sharp or too fast or, you know, and, and we would sit there until 10 o'clock at night reshaping things. And, and because we just, we had one shot at it, right? Like you don't get to so try cool. this again. So yeah. 
it's uh it people compliment us all the time on it and dad like i said i can't speak enough of good things about my old man he's i'm i'm his biggest fan so um he he's got these visions and concepts and the same thing with Penticton speedway i Mm-hmm. he when we took that one on and he's talking about this and that i'm like you're you're nuts man like you <laughs> know and, 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 and then and you know what you look at the pictures now and it, it is like yeah this is pretty cool i, yeah. I know what you're talking about now right like mm-hmm. you know so but it takes those kind of nut job people that to, to pull this stuff <laughs> off and visionary and, yeah and, and you know what my my sponsor at super steel construction products. He's, he's kind of a nut job, just like us. He loves racing. <laughs> you guys have probably seen his, his stuff on late models and trucks and cars all over the U S he, he loves to support racing and, and, uh, they, uh, they're truly interested in, in the same thing, rebuilding and remolding the way motorsports work. And, and, nice. uh, I, I foresee a long relationship with them and, and really we're just actually really good buddies. Um, we are. And so it, it kind of works out. Well, we have, before we wrap it up, we got a couple, just some, some two things we got to, I got to ask before we, we, we wrap it up here because uh, you you say that Jacques name is all over the speedway. Is he going to make an appearance perhaps in an RS1 race or, and, or uh, could we potentially see something like an IndyCar uh, or a NASCAR if they're interested. And then um, your sponsor has a fantastic prize for the winner of the championship this year. And we definitely have to touch on that because that um, is a prize that is worth winning. Yeah. So, so Jacques is uh, obviously the official design by Jacques Villeneuve at area 27. There has been uh, murmurs. <laughs> but no real set in stone talks you know um about him appearing in an rs1 <laughs> race um Jacques is uh a racer through and through he loves sim racing he loves real racing he he um so if he sees a series that is doing super competitive and is a good platform i think he'll find his way into it um including ours somehow um the um second part of the question is yeah super seal uh has completed the what's called the feeder puzzle uh we have the challenge series we have the cup series and now we have the program called the uh mission martinsville and what the the super seal mission martinsville is uh again super seal has been in the truck series as a sponsor many Mm -hmm. times over um and they believe in our program and they like this this feeder and they want to develop young racers as media savvy and driver savvy at the same time um and they saw what we saw where it was an unattainable goal to get to a truck and but through avion it's not so they essentially put their money where their mouth is and they said let we're gonna pay for a truck ride at martinsville um in 2023 so it's not this year that you win it it's in 2022 that way we have a year for people to look at it and say, Hey, like, I really want to get in this. We have time to build more cars. We have time to mm-hmm. draft more drivers. And, uh, the winner of the, of the 2022, uh, RS1 cup championship will win a fully funded truck race at Martinsville, um, brought to you by super seal construction products and Avion motorsports. And then 
if you finish in the top 15 in that race, you get an additional race. And that's <laughs> all. Wow. So it's a hell of a um, character dangle. Well, and that is, um, and of course, Super Seal's all over my car. So, yeah. uh, targets on my back. Yeah. Like, hey, I've been, <laughs> get all the pressure now. Um, <laughs> yeah, the pressure. So, um, it's such really feeder series, you know, for somebody who's sitting at home going, Hey, I can get to a truck ride just by winning a championship. Sounds really easy. It's like, yeah, well, come both in and try <laughs> it, man. Like, yeah. So, and in additional to that, we're also going to pay for the RS1 challenge, uh, champion to go down and be a part of the team. Awesome. That's, that's yeah. great. The, uh, if anybody wants to get interested, is anybody, if anybody's interested, please for me to say is interested in participating in the RS1 series. Obviously you've got this season kind of already taken care of, but for the future, how would they go about doing that? Well, they can find our contact through our website, abionmotorsports.com. Um, all the information for Mission Martinsville is on there. All the, you know, uh, we have to meet eligibility requirements for NASCAR licensing, of course, on the drivers uh, for the trucks. Um, but if you want to get in, our contact's on there. You can give us a shout um send us an email uh we're really good at getting back to people and yeah if you want a car come sign up or if you want to rent it we rent cars so we have house cars that we rent uh so you can come get in a, a rental deal you can uh buy an entire thing if you want just uh, your own car um sometimes there's used cars for sale if you want to look for a discounted uh setup just for the, the initial capital cost um and like i say you can go to our, our uh, website abby on motorsports.com there and it, it, all that info is right there wow well riley siebert <laughs> we want to thank you for coming on the stickers and scuffs podcast Graydon, what do you have to say to riley well as uh as we like to call it uh team riley uh my youngest is uh especially grateful to have met you and uh thanks uh, on behalf of both of the boys uh and thanks for giving us a peek uh behind the curtain uh, and at the the business side the marketing side the track building side the driving side all sides of it uh it's been uh it's been a real pleasure riley and thanks for joining us tonight hey and thank you for having me you know media outlets like you guys and this is awesome to support racing like this and put this out for the fans and stuff so i really appreciate you guys and i'm uh when we're done here, I'm back to moving dirt. And just like I think you said you are tomorrow. So yeah. uh, for those of us that uh, that do those kind of jobs, stay safe out there and, and uh, so we can go racing on the weekend. And thanks, guys. I got you, man. Thank you so much, Riley. Thank you. Take care.